Do you wanna play a game? Do you like scary movies? Do you wanna eat some brains? Is your chainsaw arm groovy? How bloodthirsty could a talking plant be? Eat your liver with some fava beans and a nice candy. Come play with us forever, cause down here we all float. I never drink wine, so you're gonna need a bigger boat. Or a throat to choke, whether you're in the prim or dairy. Got red rum where your blood from, put your dead son in the cemetery. It's him or carry, be very afraid. You'll be our number one fan and get carried away. All working, no play, you know it always means you're in trouble, son. I came to chew gum and kick ass and I'm all out of bubble gum. What if Quint killed Jaws' his father? What if the Bob's body was marijuana? What if the leprechaun got a job as a bank guard? What if the Wolfman had a cowbell instead of Every nards? scary movie made since Oscar Wilde was writing letters Had canon to watch them all and tell you how to make them better So put your earbuds in and forget what you're planning It's time to take our heads and shoot them out of a cannon 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 of a cannon, shoot him out of a cannon, shoot him out of a cannon, shoot him out of a cannon. Head cannon. Welcome to head cannon. Tonight we have a very special guest. Uh, we're glad to have you back. Uh, Amber Ray Snyder, how are you doing this evening? I am on a scale of one to ten, I'm an eight. Good, that's pretty good. That's not bad. That's not bad. I like it. What movie did we, uh, we did uh, Blair Witch last time. I'm at an 8 too, Corey. Thanks for asking. I was, get, <laughs> I was getting to you. I was going to introduce our guest, see how oh, she's doing, and then check in with you. But you know what? Now you don't get a check-in. Now we're not going to. Oh. Oh, God no. <laughs> <laughs> no. So yeah, you're an 8 too. That's good. That's good. How? What else? What else is going on with you, Brent? <laughs> oh, no. No. No, okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Corey, where are you on that scale? Oh, man. That's a good question. Oh, you know, I'll just, I don't want to deviate from the crowd. I'll go with an eight as well. It's been, okay. things are going pretty well um, in, in okay. general. Okay. That's good. So, you know, kind of a heavy day at work. But other than that, you know, can't complain. So emotionally, I think we're all going to jive very well. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. I think so. That's what, you know, we should do an emotional check-in at the top of the podcast more often. <laughs> we need to make yeah. that. <laughs> and like self-care checklists and stuff so, yeah right yeah like in drama club in high school they would we would start in a circle and it'd be say one good thing and one bad thing about your day and oh, yeah. everybody would start with their good thing where they're you know it was always different you know? yeah yeah i've i've heard that i've heard that called um uh thorns and thorns uh, yeah yeah roses and thorns right yeah. go around i've heard it called happy and crappy oh Ooh, nice that's a good one happy and crappy i like that <laughs> That's. I mean, there's a. Uh, I have to say it with a midwestern accent. Crappy. Happy crappy. That always that makes yeah. me think of a. Uh, there's a character in Stephen King's The Stand. I don't know if you guys have, have read that or read it recently, but there's a a character in it whose his name is the kid, and he's just a wild okay. fucking character. But he always says happy crappy. He's always like, you believe that happy crappy. <laughs> I love it. Haven't they remade The Stand like? Many times, yeah. I think, or maybe there's a remake coming out soon. No, I think they just did one recently. With yeah, because yeah. one of the Skarsgård brothers was the villain. I didn't. Oh, really? I didn't watch it. I heard it wasn't great. Um, yeah. But I, I didn't see it, so I don't know. What? Yeah. But I love. What's the one with? Yeah. 
I love the the stand or the stand the book. I I that was one of that was maybe the first Stephen King book I read, and uh, it's so good. It's so good. Yeah, I wish I was a better reader. My dad reads the shit out of Stephen King and Anne Rice and this is Jordan guy. I don't. There are all these books that make really great door open like holders, you know, because they're <laughs> right. so sick. Door, doorstop books or whatever. Like, I did not get that gene. <laughs> No, any yeah. any more. I most of my reading is done through audiobook, just like while I'm doing the dishes or mowing mm-hmm. the lawn. And there was a little bit when I first started listening to audiobooks, I had I, I couldn't do it. Like I had to I don't know, I had to like learn how to actually absorb the information. There at least for me, there was a learning curve. Like cuz at first there was just like a bunch of words coming at me and I'd be like, "Okay, I just washed all the dishes." And then I'd be like what the fuck did I just? I have no idea what I've been listening to. Like I have no idea. Yeah. Some get really good. Like I remember the best audiobook I ever ever heard was um, World War Z. Oh okay. Ooh. Was that, but but that the Brooks Mel Brooks's son um Jane Jane no oh anyway I know he wrote that. it was cool because it was um each chapter is like from a different point of view of the zombie apocalypse or whatever but uh-huh. like it's all it's like people are doing voices. Yes. Alan Alda, I think, does one chapter. Did they have sound effects and stuff? I think no. I, I think they no. had like a cool like little like as a chapter would begin, like eerie music would play. Yeah. Sure, sure. Yeah. You know, yeah. I do I I love when they do stuff like that, and it is fun when you get a really good audio reader. But I know I've read there was one book, I think it was a Stephen King book actually, but it was they would have that intro music, like intro and outro to each chapter or whatever, but it would be so loud for like two or three minutes. And then finally the music would come down. And I'd be like, I have no idea what they've been saying. Like I missed the last two oh. minutes because I couldn't hear it over the fucking it music. Dramatic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. My sister's just gotten into uh, audio, doing doing audio for books and whatnot Okay. as a voice. Nice. And uh she's been approached recently to do romance novels next. And so they were like, do you want to use your name or do you want to come up with a different name? Right. And I suggested, uh, our mom has passed away, but I suggested she use her name, which I think would be fucking hilarious. Her name is Sharon, Sharon Adele. Uh, Ooh. Okay. Adele as read by Sharon Adele. And I just think while my mom would probably roll her eyes at it, she would secretly love it. (laughs) That's a I love that. That's hilarious. Would you would you listen to an audio book that was a romance novel read by your sister? Ooh, that's a good question. No, I would not. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely not. No, I don't think I could. She's talking all all smutty. Yeah. Yeah. No. Mm -mm. No. No thanks. Yeah. He he yeah just he pulled the bra down from her milky white breast. Like no. (laughs) You're like I used to eat cereal next to that person. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. That's what you know. I, I always, think, <laughs> I always think of that scene in uh, A League of Their Own where Madonna is teaching that other baseball player yes. to read, at, but she's reading smut, and she's like, m- yes. m- 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 "Milky, m- why, why breast?" Yes. <laughs> and they're like, "What are you? Te- what is she reading?" <laughs> yes, and then I think she says something like, "Oh, it gets even better." And yeah. She turns the page. <laughs> yeah, get ready. Yeah. <laughs> It's good to be motivated when you're being educated. Right? right. Yeah. 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 Like, remind, you know, you're a teacher. Yeah, you Absolutely. do that, right? Yeah. You do. I read those books to my children every evening. 
<laughs> or like like in Billy in Billy Madison, you do a little strip tease to encourage your uh your stu- students. Remember that when yeah. the the woman was oh, like tutoring God. him, that's and, correct. And then it it cuts to Chris Farley. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, I need to see that movie again. It's been way too long. It has. I was thinking about Chris Farley today when I was walking a dog. Okay. I was wa- I was walking this Frenchie, and I was like, you're Chris Farley. <laughs> <laughs> like, if Chris Farley was a dog, he'd be a Frenchie, I think. Okay. Yeah. Okay. The <laughs> smushed face and the snort snorts and the... I don't know. It's just something about it. Anyway. <laughs> you know, he, he came up for us recently because he was originally supposed to be... Have you seen the movie Anaconda? Oh, yes. With Jennifer Lopez. Apparently, I just learned this when we did this episode, but I guess yeah. the, the character that Ice Cube plays was originally supposed to be Farley before he died. What? So, I, I don't know. Oh, my God. That would have created a whole... Well, like, maybe it would have been his first serious... Because it wasn't a comedy. I wasn't supposed to be a comedy. It wasn't supposed to be. <laughs> it kind of yeah. was. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man, I would love to see that. Yeah, we miss you, you, Chris. Do you remember ever seeing like um, early Shrek clips with Chris Farley's voice instead? I no, I haven't seen that. I heard he was supposed to do the voice, but I've never seen clips. No, they have like his audio synced up with with the with the with Shrek. Really? <gasps> yeah, that's interesting. Uh, well, I he was. He, I don't think he. I don't think he was dead. I think they just like found Mike Myers and Mike Myers was like, I'll put a fucking Scottish accent on this thing too. And they're like, Oh yeah. <laughs> we love it. <laughs> well, I think did, I think Mike Myers recorded it without the Scottish accent at first. And then yeah. he, he was like, yo, you know what? I really want to do this with the Scott. And they had, to, they were like, Oh God damn it. And they had to like re-record everything. <laughs> oh, yep. That sounds but. like that's happens a lot. Feel. But yeah, I feel, but I feel like we might have seen from Chris Farley. We were talking about this recently in the in the Ernest Scared Stupid episode, uh, Brent, when we were talking about how like what we might have seen from Jim Varney, uh, yeah. and similar and ta- and com- kind of comparing and con- contrasting him to Jim Carrey, who was like a goofy goofball for you know six seven eight years before he really yep. started taking on more serious roles. You know. Yeah, that's so true. <laughs> and he's he passed away, right? Jim Varney, yeah, 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 like eight years ago or something. Yeah, well, I think it was yeah. more. Well, I think it was around two thousand. I think it's that? been more. I think it's I been think closer so. to twenty. Yeah. yeah. Oh dang! No, what? I think but he's so. the voice of Slink in Toy Story, right? That that was like the last thing he did. Yeah. That was yeah. the last thing he did. Yeah, and I guess Toy Story was a bajillion years ago, yeah. <laughs> and I'm old. <laughs> no, Got it. Right. <laughs> Toys. It does feel like Toy Story came out like eight years ago. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't like that. <laughs> yeah, but so what have you? Uh, what have you been up to since the last time? Since we were talking about the Blair Witch Project, oh yeah, so long the good ago. old Blair Witch. Um, oh, so I got my podcast, Star Stuff Stories, which is audio storytelling for all ages. Nice. And I uh, went to this residency in New York, and I came up with this idea mm-hmm. of uh, recording improvised stories from the public people that don't necessarily do improv or anything, but they come into my sound booth Mm -hmm. and I guide them through making up a story for the the podcast. Yeah. And And then I take it and I flesh it out and I add music and sound effects and all sorts of things. I did it, uh, this, yeah, I think, I 
think I'm figuring it out. That this last Saturday I went into this uh, place in Wisconsin. It was like a community theater kind of thing. So it was, um, I guess, eighth graders, and they stepped into the booth and, um, yeah, I got some pretty good stories. Got them to get a little bit wacky. Two stories about penguins. Nice. Um, yeah, I'm just trying to figure out how to navigate it so that. Because they go off on tangents, and then they forget where they are. <laughs> like, how, do I, how do I bring them back and guide them so that we're not in here for 30 minutes and it's only eight minutes? Right. You know? <laughs> so is, is this a podcast so, that you're – is this up? Is this releasing somewhere people could check it yeah, out? Yeah. Still in development? Yeah, Star, Star Stuff Stories on Apple Podcasts and uh, Spotify. Nice. But yeah, this, this is a new turn on it. I'm going down a new alley. Um, I'm still creating, uh, like actually writing stories and recording them, but then this is like another way. Cause I wanted to pass the microphone literally and figuratively, um, so that it isn't just my voice. It's, um, other people's voices and points of view and whatnot. So yeah. That's awesome. That sounds really interesting. Thanks. Yeah. So we'll, yeah. And, uh, yeah, that's what I've been up to for now. Is that it? Yeah. <laughs> I saw the moon tonight. It was really big. There's going to be a blood moon at four sixteen a.m. Yeah. yeah, isn't it uh, f- full moon tonight or tomorrow or yeah. something? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's, all, that's, that's have, going on. Have you? I think they made a TV show out of it, but there was a, a web serial called Axe Cop. Have you heard of of Axe Cop? No. No. It's the uh, the web serial is a lot of fun because it's this guy who's like. He was like a cartoon, like a comic book artist. Nobody super famous. I think he had done some work, but nothing like, you know, not a household name or anything. But he started taking stories that his brother would tell him when his brother was like six, seven, something like that. And, you know, his brother was like, yeah, so there's this cop and he's got an axe and his partner is made out of socks and they fight dinosaurs on the moon. And like he would just take these stories from his brother and draw like actually make comic books. that were. And it's so good. It's so funny because... Like not only is it is is it really well done and really well drawn, but you can tell how this young kid probably delivered it, and the way in which his older brother has like interpreted it and put it into the story. So it all fits and works together as a cohesive story. But yeah, but it's like I don't know, just like nodding to the fact that it's like probably just not incoherent babble coming out of like a seven year old. Right. You know? What? what is it called again? I have to look this up. It's called Axe Cop. Axe Cop. I'll look it up later. Yeah, that's the main character. Cool. Yeah, kids say the darndest things, that's... and that's <laughs> I want to be a part of that. Yeah, it's so fun. <laughs> and I've never. I think they did do a TV show. I haven't really seen that, but the but the web serial, like the comic book, is is I I I read the whole thing. I think it was so is a lot of fun. Cool. Oh. Love it. <laughs> loving it. Loving it. Yeah. But I want to ask you, Amber, about uh, the yes. movie you brought today, 1994's Serial Mom. Yeah. And yeah. this is something, I feel like it was on HBO all the time when I was a kid. I feel like I watched this a lot. Wasn't it? Yeah. 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 I was, when I watched, I've watched it many times, but every time I watch it, I'm like, I can't believe I watched this when I was like in maybe sixth grade. Yep. I was way too young. But it, they kept yep. playing it on TV. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Well, and my parents, my we parents, had 90s parents, they didn't give a shit. They didn't give a yeah, shit. No. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, because I was, I had like, I had a TV in my bedroom, and we had like jailbroken cable, whatever you want to call it. Like, well, oh, I, I know my parents didn't pay for HBO, 
but we definitely had HBO, and I think it was like, if I'm in my room leaving them alone, like, they don't give a shit, whatever, you know? Right. Yep. <laughs> well, and I almost, because I remember going to Blockbuster, and I remember seeing the cover of this movie, and I don't know why, I think I was attracted to it because it had a, a female lead on the cover, and I think I just naturally uh, gravitated toward those sorts of things, mm-hmm. and I do think we rented it, and I don't think my dad knew what it was. Right. <laughs> When we rented it, even though it was rated R, but like I, I saw Dracula in the movie theater, mm-hmm. uh, and that was rated R. So like, yeah, '90s parents, they're great. Yeah. Um. So, because I feel like I remember like fast forwarding it and like stopping it and like looking around and be like, should I be watching this? Like when she <laughs> stabs him with the poker. And, yeah. Like when like when I watch Cinemax when I shouldn't have. You know, right. like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Why I'm not supposed to watch this. Right. Um, and you've got yeah. you've got the other channel like ready to switch to like the last <laughs> channel you know yeah yeah I remember that button yeah you're blowing my mind yes. <laughs> the previous channel button you're like yes. oh no I was just watching Columbo that you know <laughs> boom yeah prep channel yeah prep CH whatever yeah <laughs> this oh my movie God. I thought that like this, I was so young that I thought that that's what like that's what masturbation was. And they catch the guy in the was like bounce was like jumping up like, oh, bouncing oh. under his blanket. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Oh, is that what you do?" That's a, well, What's that, wrong with that? But yeah. I was watching it last night, and it unlocked a, like a weird memory from when I was a kid. I, I don't think about that all the time or anything. I was just like, "Oh yeah, that was at a friend's house. That was on at a friend's house," and I remember laughing about it. Yeah. Well, yeah, and like the sex scene too. Yeah. Uh, when she's having aggressively loud sex. I'm trying to think what as a kid I think that I just probably turned the volume down yeah mm-hmm. but I think I, I also did not understand I knew what they were doing was like naughty right but yeah what a, it's so odd that it's so our weird. generation this is like a part of our development as a child <laughs> right like, right it's seeing yeah seeing this stuff like you don't quite understand but you're you know, it's 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 weird and and especially something like this, it's exciting and corny and goofy yeah. and like and you're like it's just a whole mix of, of things, you know. Yeah. Right. Which yeah. I love. Yeah. Like watching it, I was watching it with my dad, and I think he couldn't. I'm sure he had seen it before, but it was very fresh when we were watching it, and he was cracking up laughing. <laughs> um, and it is it is funny. Yeah. Oh, it's I, so and funny. Kathleen Turner, like she's just great we can get into her oh she's so good she's so she's, good in this yeah um yeah i forgot how funny it was and i started watching it and then and like you know you just know that like she's up to no good because of of course like you just know, know it's gonna be a bad movie or you know, a bad turn but then when she called like five minutes in or whatever when she calls the lady that she's been prank calling Right. And and she says that first line. I mean, I immediately texted Corey and was like, "That is so funny." <laughs> yeah, what? What? She, right? She's like, "Is this the cocksucker residence?" <laughs> yes. At, at one <laughs> one two three <laughs> pussy lane. <laughs> yes. Yes. Cocksucker residence. That's so weird. <laughs> and she says, "Fucker!" Like so. Oh, it's her voice. Yeah. She's the best voice. Yeah. Um. Well, cause she yeah. she's, she's got that like kind of like deep gravelly voice to begin with, and when she it's really made her career, yeah, yeah, it, when she turns it on, it's so good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what? Um, she she needs to read a uh s- smut novel. 
Yes, smut novel. Yeah, I was trying to remember your mom's name, but I was going to say she should read Sharon Adele. Sharon Adele. She should read a Sharon Adele novel. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I thought it was real. Like the best lines come from her, I think, because like mm. when when Chip says like like what does he say? He goes on. He goes, I'm so happy I could shit. And then she immediately, which is funny in itself. But, but then she goes, Chip, you know I hate I hate it when you use the brown word. The brown, the brown word. word. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I love that line. I love it. My dad loved that. Yep. The brown word. <laughs> the brown so word. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm thinking of other parts. Yeah. There's so many little nuggets in that movie. And then for a while, you're like, I don't know. This is my journey. <laughs> um, I was like, yeah, use those curse words with that, that Karen. Cause that's, this is what, this is a little cookie cutter neighborhood. These people are right. annoying. Um, but then when she stabs the guy with the poker, I was like, okay, I can't cheer for you. Right. But then when the courtroom, it's funny, like John Waters, he, while he likes to create these dark comedies and satires, he also is like fucking with your brain like you kind of like it though don't you right <laughs> you well that's, that's the weird thing and like and, and i've heard uh heard it said that movies are like empathy machines right like it's mm-hmm. and what it, kind of machines empathy right and it's and somebody else said that that they're oh who said it i don't something that you you really can't make a movie that doesn't glorify war Right. Because because the spectacle of cinema, like the spectacle of a movie, it doesn't matter how terrible the character is. You know, you could think of all kinds of examples, the Joker, uh, you know, Walter White from Breaking Bad, whatever it is, like no matter what terrible things the character does, it's hard if you're really spending time with that character as an audience member, you spend any time with that person. It's hard not to empathize with them. Right. You know, it's, it's yep. hard to like make war look so terrible that it doesn't like also look kind of cool and and heroic <laughs> and like and you know right. uh so yeah I, f- I found that interesting right. about this movie it was like because like almost all the characters are like terrible people objectively yeah but also yeah. you're like kind of honor you like wonder you like wanted yeah. to do well you she wanted to get away with, with, it. with her car like she really loves her son yeah <laughs> <laughs> really, like, that's, yeah like she's that's a badass mom yeah <laughs> well and i think i thought it was interesting uh, uh this time i caught uh the moment where uh his girl the son's girlfriend sees one of the murders and she's like it's brown it's not red like the movies the blood is brown yeah. and it's everywhere and it's like oh that's a nice moment of like but remember like this is murder you right. know yeah because we're all on the journey like having a good time we're like oh god <laughs> it's wrong it's wrong okay yeah <laughs> kathleen turner who's jessica rabbit also oh she the know. voice of jessica rabbit yeah that makes sense really? okay yeah yeah she's the voice that. of jessica rabbit mm-hmm. yeah again with like the cool sexy that voice, voice. Mm-hmm. yep it's made her career Mm-hmm. I went on a little bit of a, a deep dive with her this afternoon, just like looking up because she hasn't done anything. No, well, she did Virgin Suicides and some other stuff I had never seen, but are fairly big names. Uh, but she has uh, rheumatoid arthritis, and I think that really slowed down her career quite a bit. Okay, um, yeah. But and but she also talks about how like the Hollywood standard of of what a woman should look like once she reached a certain age. Um, yeah, you know how Hollywood does. Yeah, uh, things yeah. started to change. Um, 
but and there's this great uh, interview in Vulture, whatever Vulture is, I don't even know. But there's an interview, and she talks about like her how her voice is even lower now, and like <laughs> she'll sit on a train and nobody knows who she is, but as soon as she talks, they're like, uh-huh. <laughs> you know, I know that know voice. her by her voice <laughs> every time. But for the most part, she can like be incognito. She just got to keep her mouth shut. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's hilarious. Yeah. Have, you guys, have you guys heard about Christina Applegate recently? No. What no. happened? What I love her. She has like a like a debilitating illness. Um, <gasps> no. Like she's in like yeah yeah she's like in a wheelchair now. Oh. <gasps> or, or no, not just a wheelchair. Uh, major crutches. She's a crutches deal. Okay. Oh crap! Now. I had it in my head. Now I'm, I forgot. Like uh, Selma Blair with MS. I was I was gonna bring her up. Yes, she has yeah. MS. Okay, yeah, sorry. Wait, Christina oh, Applegate has it too. Oh yeah, and she looks a lot different now. Like, no, like she's, I know it's awful. It's like one of those people you haven't seen in the limelight for for a long time, and that's that's why. Huh. Uh, that's wild. No, I hadn't heard that. Shut the front. Or she, yeah, so she has MS. She's got multiple sclerosis, right? Yeah, and this yeah. news just broke. Huh. Fudge. Oh, man, that sucks. I mean, yeah. it sucks for anybody to get MS, but like... Yeah, it's just different when like it's, it's yeah, a celebrity or someone you grew up watching. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. She was so great and... Don't tell mom the babysitter's dead. I fucking love Don't Tell Mom the Baby. That's yeah. another one I watched That's all the time as a so kid. So good. Yeah. Did, oh, I, have to, did, I have to say this I, before I forget. Because right. now I think that movie too should be a musical. <laughs> I think Serial Mom should be a musical. Yeah. I also think Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead would be a great musical. Yeah, absolutely. So, oh, to jump on that because this applies, a thought I had was you don't see too many movies that begin with like a whole overture like Serial Mom did. Trying to remember. I'm like, trying to remember like a too. Whole a whole like opening like little song like a montage oh the song yes and so it is so is uh don't tell mom overture wrong i I think i understand an opening opening little like classical music song with music and yeah i I think i just don't remember how the movie opened (laughs) what oh oh was it like was serial mom in the song yeah. See, I, I just don't I just don't remember it. No. I I only I watched it like five <laughs> days ago, but I don't I don't. The overture, right? It's like a classical music. Yeah. That it, it contains every little bit of music that will yes. be played throughout the movie, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. This was that, I think. I think. Yeah. I think yes. I think no, you're probably you're right. right. I and just I it. just don't recall how the movie opened. Yeah, okay. they did that, and don't tell mom the babysitter's dead too. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I it's love like that. a whole animated intro in the beginning where it's like his grandma and she's being, uh, yeah. it's, it's a cartoon. And they, I think they, maybe that was a 90s or maybe that's like a certain director that is known for that. I don't know. Hmm. But yeah. That's right. Like, cause, in, cause then you have another 90s movie is Christmas Vacation. Okay. That's Lampard. another one. Yep. That same opens thing. up with a cartoon and, and like <laughs> a song. Yeah, that one. <laughs> Christmas Vacation. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well, and I also think I think movies have gotten away from opening credits, right? Because now all the credits yeah. are at the end. Like if if I watch a, a movie with my kids that's older than like fifteen or twenty years, we'll go. We'll get like one to two minutes into the into the movie, the opening credits, and it's just like names directed by. And my kids are like, "When is this fucking movie starting? Jesus Christ! Why are we reading names for five minutes? Fuck! I'm bored." <laughs> 
You're like, who taught you those words? <laughs> no, I, I know the answer to that. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, our attention spans suck. Yeah. These yeah. Days. <laughs> but I like it. We can go back to that. I, I do. Yeah, we've seen some really, uh, especially just doing this podcast, some really like cool, artful intros. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but oh something to mention amber it's funny like i got well so, so like when, when i'm preparing to watch a movie you know we do this every week so i, I try to find like the, like the cheapest way to watch the movie not that i care to rent a movie for three dollars but we do this every single week so right. if you I'll, don't if have I to exhaust it, all yeah. the streaming services i'll go to youtube and i'll and, I, and like this has schnookered me like three times now where like i'll go to like three pages in and I'd be like ah fuck it and i go to amazon and rent it and then while the movie's playing, it'll be like, you know, because I have ADD, I'll switch over to, like, YouTube to see, like, oh, maybe there's, like, a making of Serial Mom. And it was literally, like, two, two like, preview boxes down was, like, for free on YouTube. So, listeners, you can watch it for free on YouTube. But, but that's <laughs> happened to me, like, three times where, like, I go mid-movie, well, after I've rented it, I'll look, I'll scroll a little bit and find it finally. <laughs> for free. Yeah. But is the quality good? Or is it blurry? <laughs> it's probably not good. Probably not yeah, as you gotta, good. You got to stream it from proper places. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Was there a behind the scenes? Yes, I didn't have time to watch it. There was like a couple ah. of things. Or people like will review it, uh-huh. kind of like what we do, but on video. And other people, yeah. Yeah. Like a making of or whatever. Yeah. What'd y'all find? Anything interesting? About Make, making of? Any like fun secrets? I wish, you know, I wanted to spend some more time looking into it today, but I didn't have, I was busy at work, so I didn't have time. But I will say there was one in all the, uh, the pornos that, that Scotty, the friend was watching, right? There was, there was one where I think it was in one of, you remember HBO's like real sex series? Yes. Where they would. I mean, no, I would never. (laughs) Right. No, I never. Yeah. Never watched that as a kid. But like, I recognized the movie he was watching. And I must have seen it in real sex or something because she's like, the, it's a very large breasted woman and she's like pushing on yeah. her boobs. And I, from real sex or whatever, wherever I've seen this before, I know she's playing a secret agent and she has a camera in her boot and she's like taking pictures as she's, as she's pushing on her breasts. But I didn't oh, have so to. She squishes oh. them and it takes a picture. She like, yeah, she like pushes, oh. like pushes down her breasts and it takes a picture. Yeah. And I, I wanted to look more at because I recognize it, but I don't remember like where I saw it. I I didn't get a chance to look any deeper into it, but <laughs> that's amazing. And yeah. this is now set in your algorithms. Yes, you're g- great. <laughs> yeah, I read that, that when the husband finds the scrapbook, there's oh, yes. one page that has like this um this uh postcard. Mm-hmm. Yes, with the muscle guy. It's an actual postcard from John Wayne Gacy. Oh, it's a real it postcard from him? And the viewer's just not supposed to know that. Oh. It's just like a little Easter egg. Whoever had it did it for themselves. Like I wondered because then she, then the he plays postcard. the tape and it's Ted Bundy. Ted Bundy, yeah. Well, there's, oh, yeah. And she has, like, a, she has another piece of mail from Richard Speck, I noticed. But yeah. Yeah. Okay, so here's another question, because mm-hmm. I'm interviewing you. I don't know if you knew. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so serial killers, were they uh, a popular thing growing up for you? Because I, sign language class, who sat behind me, and he was obsessed with serial killers. And he, like, at first I was like, should I? 
be careful around this kid. But he's, he was actually a nice guy, but maybe that also was a, a red flag too. Um, but he yeah. like had, he had this book that like, what was the, there was a serial killer that uh, stabbed needles into his dick or something. Oh, was that and Albert, there, there's Albert like an Fish? X-ray. Was that Albert Fish? Yes. But yeah. Yes, it was. I remember that name. Yeah, and like I remember him showing me the X-ray, and I was like, "Ah, oh. um, <laughs> like, what? What did he have it on? Like, what did what did he show you this? Like, in a book? it was a book like he got from the yeah. library. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I, I wonder where I, that kid is today. I can say that, um, <laughs> I wasn't like super into serial killers, and it's not something that followed me into. Like a lot of people are into true true crime now. Um, I don't. Right. I've I've never really started listening to a true true crime podcast or anything but i will say there was a stage of my childhood where i i was fascinated with serial killers largely because i think my parents got and my my parents aren't you know nothing against them they're blue collar workers they're not academics like we didn't have a large library we don't like they're stealing cable they're stealing cable they weren't (laughs) they weren't big readers whatever but for some reason the little bookshelf we did have they had a series of books, and I think it was like Time from Time Magazine or something, well, like one of these, some a name you've heard of, and it was like a, ser- a, a series on serial killers. And it was like Volume 1, Ted Bundy. Volume 2, Jeffrey Dahmer. Volume 3, Richard Speck. Volume 4, jo- like whatever. And so I remember as a kid, like looking through those and being like, holy shit, this is fucking twisted. <laughs> you know, like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that must be the. The um the satire of this movie is because that was a thing during that time. Was they were turned into celebrities? They were mm-hmm. these yeah. serial killers because there it was the early early nineties that there were like serial killer after serial killer after right? Yeah. Isn't oh yeah. Right? Well, I think from the seventies, yeah. from the seven, yeah, seventies, eighties, and even nineties. Well, that was okay. It. Well, yeah, I, totally. I think a lot of the fascination in the nineties came from the prevalence of serial killers in like the 60s, 70s. I, for some reason, I feel like 70s was like the time where there were like just all kinds of serial killers, but. Yeah. You know, I like that. I like that That to help you learn to read better was a series on serial killers. Yeah. Like that was your, that was your like Madonna teaching the lady in a league of your own. Yeah. Like, yeah. He buried he buried the the knife in her mi- mi- milky yeah. Turned out okay, right? Yeah, I guess I don't know. <laughs> I can see you like using your finger along the words on the Spell page, it, as spelling you it out with my hand, like rich. Doing that yeah, <laughs> dual purpose. Yeah. yeah, that's amazing. Were there really? Were there are there serial killer collecting cards? Because they mention that in the I'm, movie, but I'm then sure. also it's a thing in Adam's family too. I'm I've, sure I've there looked, are. I've looked for them. Okay. I saw Adam's family like within the past decade at least, and I was like, Amazon has everything. They have boxer shorts. They have they have they surely have trading cards, <laughs> you know. And so I I looked in just the weird trading cards, and they did not have them like they do in Adam's family. That's that would be a funny weird like thing to have like on your coffee table yeah yeah i I feel like they have to exist because i mean brent you had uh some of those like terrorist playing cards right 
Where like what? every card is a different terrorist. So here's some nineties. When Operation Desert Storm happened, <laughs> they gave the troops decks of playing cards that had like the I don't know, like <laughs> Amer- um, the, the Middle East's most wanted on them. <laughs> wow. You know, and pictures of them. Uh, um, saw these terrorist people and I remember I was at a gas station in Bloomington and found a pack and was like this is weird and I bought it and yeah so we would like I would show that to people yeah I think I think when for me uh myself and Brent both I think when we were teenagers or I could I could speak for myself most of my purchases were this is fucking weird I'm gonna buy this (laughs) that's what we did yeah we would always buy weird shit (laughs) yes yeah I mean, so yeah, that was me too. Um, why did we like weird shit? I feel like we were conditioned or trained or because like we also watched a lot of movies that were very heavy, like uh, Never Ending Story, The Emptiness, and like like we were always adult themes at yeah. a very early age. Yeah, even even stuff um, that was made for kids. Yeah. 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 Um, but like I had, I collected Pogs. We all did it. Yep. It's okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, and I, but my favorite pogs were ones called. I think they were called slu. Uh, oh shoot. They I were like de- uh, garbage pail. Garbage pail kids. Garbage pail oh, kids. Yeah. yeah. But they were of that world. There was another one where it was just gross, and they would be like holograms, and like it would be a bunny rabbit in the road, and then you move it, and the bunny rabbit's been run over. Like. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> X is for eyes. Yeah. 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 We well, grew up with that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. What happened? Yeah. And then well, they got rid of that. What are kids missing now since they're not getting stuff like that? Amber, I tried to buy my. I bought my kids two, maybe three Christmases ago. I bought like five hundred pogs. They were nice. really cheap, by the way. I'm sure. And I bought like 500 pogs for Christmas and split them between them in their in their stockings. Uh huh. And they like played with them for like 30 seconds. <laughs> yep. Oh no. And I was like, man, I remember this was like my currency. Like it was like a it literal was uh, yeah. underground economy in my sixth grade. Like, did yeah. they ban them in your school? No, but <sighs> I do remember I I was I didn't have any money, so I made myself a slammer. And then for a dollar, I bought like five pogs from a kid and then built up my empire from that. Oh, I took my pennies God. And, and masking tape and made a slammer. <laughs> Dang. That's awesome. That's hilarious. Yes. You know, now I kind of want to buy, I kind of want to get pogs for my kids now and see how they react. It was nice. It was, it'll be just for you. Yeah. Know, maybe since they're older, they'll like them. I don't know. Maybe, maybe three yeah. years ago, that was like the wrong age, but yeah, I've got a, I've got a, a cool 16, game. I've got a 16 and a 13 year old. They might, they might play it for a little bit. Well, it's yeah. fun. Like if you get really cool pogs, like with really cool pictures and, or the hologram ones or, you know, <laughs> Yeah, because I remember I had like a book that had like my top pogs in it. Like I don't trade these. Right. If I'm gonna trade it, you're gonna give me a lot for these. You know. Yeah. Or you're. Yeah. Or even like I don't even play with these pogs. Yeah. Like, they stay. <laughs> yeah. No. Not usually. Part of it. Yeah. They were just to show off. Yep. Well, because there because there wasn't when when you would play, you wouldn't you put like a certain number of pogs on the line, and if you yes. lost, you lost those pogs, right? Yeah. It was gambling. That's yeah. why they banned it in our school. Yeah, yeah, technically gambling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's wild. But That's not how I played. It... I played where you put one down, 
the friend put one down, and you kept doing it until you guys were like, okay. And then whoever wins, you keep them as you as you as you flip them over. The ones oh, you we... flip over, you keep. Yeah. Right? Really? Okay. Yeah, we played that way. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Um, but I remember when the school banned them, we were all confused. We didn't know what gambling was. <laughs> so like, if you don't know what gambling is, and you're like banning it because it's gambling, but like we don't even know. Like, <laughs> I guess. Can't even say like pogs are conditioning a child to be gamblers when they grow up. I don't I don't think that's how that works. Are you a gambler now, Brent? Like, did this turn into a habit? No, I've been to <laughs> casinos before. Yeah. And I think I, like I mentioned, like I have pretty bad ADD. Yeah. And so like the lights and noises of a casino are very jarring to me. Yeah. But like I, I'll go and I'll I've played blackjack before. And I, I had fun, but I got bored after a little while, actually. Yeah. But the thing, yeah. that part of me yeah. was like, I could see where someone could get like a major habit out of this. Mm-hmm. Like I could see it, but I didn't feel it. It just wasn't in me. Right. You know? Yeah. 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 See, Good. like I, yeah. I, I enjoy playing poker with friends, which I, I haven't even done that in years, but I, I've never really been to a casino. I've never really been gambling like that, but like, I feel like. I feel like I would lose, like, as soon as I lost, like, 20, 30, 40 bucks, I'd be like, no, nah, fuck this. Like, what? No, fuck this. Yeah. I have done. a coworker, Corey, I have a coworker, man. He just got back from Vegas. He teaches math right across the hall from me. Uh-huh. Dude, they put him up in, like, Caesars gives him a room. Oh, he's that, like, that kind of dude. you spend enough money, man, they'll, they'll, they're like, cool, man, everything's free. Drinks are free, food's free, room's yeah. free. Yeah. We, it's I, wild. You know, this is something I've said before. I don't know if I've said it on the podcast, but when I was when I was working at the uh, the nonprofit in Bloom in, in Indianapolis, um, there was one guy. I was the phone canvas director, right? And there was one guy who, and when you're phone canvassing, like we're we're calling people to ask for contributions, right? Ask for money, but it's people we're not like calling people out of the blue. It's people who are already members, people who already support what we do, whatever. Um, but at the same time you use like kind of strong language, you use like assumptive language, you, when you're asking a question, you don't bring your inflection up, right? Like, so how much, how much, uh, how much can you help us with this time? Right. You put it as a statement instead. So there are just little things like that. Yeah. Um, but so he would always like, uh, say shit. His name was Bob. He's like, I, <laughs> I, I, he's dead now. He's dead now. He's dead to me. No, with like most human, most human beings, I can find some kind of redemptive quality. But man, this guy, he's just like my least favorite person I've ever known. And I hope he hears this. Fuck you, Bob. Um, but <laughs> fuck you, Bob. Fuck you, fuck fuck you, you Bob. Bob. Uh, but he was like, but he would just like, I don't know, do a shitty job sometime and his numbers would be down. And I'd be like, well, you know, Bob, if you like say things this way or phrase it this way or use this rebuttal, like, you know, we've had results. If you do these things and every, he was like, Oh no boss. I just, you know, it's all just luck. I do what I can. I call people, I ask them and it's just luck. It's just the roll of the dice. It's just however it go. And you know, and everything he would say, it was always external forces acting upon him. And there was nothing he could do to like affect any kind of outcome or change anything. And it, and I always struggled with like training and, and improving this guy. And then one day I found out, that he was like a, a violent, like dangerous, like would just Serial lose all killer. of his money gambler. Like he had a oh, gambling, a degenerate gambler, pro, a degenerate gambler. and it everything wow. kind of clicked into place. And I was like, oh, 
that explains your worldview. Like, that's why I can't fucking teach you anything is because like you have no, like there is no personal accountability. Nothing is coming from within. Everything is an external force acting upon you. And I can't. I like how he did say it's just like the roll of the dice, boss man. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Whoa. And so, so later it like clicked, and I was like, "Oh, that's why you're unteachable. Like, I can't fucking tell you anything. Like, you you don't hear right. it. You know. That must be like you must be hardwired at that point. Like every like if you're having a shitty day, it's like that's just the roll of the dice. Yeah. That was just the luck. I have no control. Right. And but exactly. I, want, I love it, but they, they love that. You know? Exa- yeah. And it's, and it's a thing where it's like, it could be something where like your, you know, maybe you got a, a your car notified you that you had low tire pressure. And yeah. instead of going and checking your tire and putting more tire, like you could have done something about it, but you chose not to, you just kept going, whatever. And then you get a flat tire or something. And later on, you're on the side of the road, like, God damn it. I'm late to this job interview. Cause lady luck, fuck my dad, whatever. It's like, what? Well, no. Yeah. But you also could have taken steps to prevent that outcome. You know what I mean? But yeah. there's just somebody like Bob. There's no, you, there's just nothing. You can't say that I, to them. Did you guys know the comedian Artie Lang? Yeah. Who's famously degenerate gambler himself. Right. I think it's during one of his stand-up specials, he was saying like, you know, like you could take anyone who hates sports, doesn't like it, and you could make it fun by just being like, we'll uh-huh. bet $20,000 on this game. Right. Yeah. And then it's like, then it's on. Then you act like you yep. are like the biggest sports fan. But it's that rush. It's yeah. that yep. you don't know what's going to happen. You've released, you've you've relinquished your money to some 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 other power yeah and you're well, and, gonna get it back a bunch or nothing yeah and i i wish i could remember i read this somewhere i forget who said it you just put your finger up to your mouth and eat you motherfucker what you did this like you were shushing he's thinking no he's oh thinking. no i was thinking this, oh, okay this is thinking this what? is your... no no <laughs> this is this is not it this you put your finger on your nose for not it oh i do that when i'm thinking i go Oh no! See, no. This is hmm. This is me. This is this is a contemplative. I'm sorry. I pose. know you weren't doing that. <laughs> I'm no. Yeah. See, I'd I'd be like, shut the fuck up. He almost <laughs> serial mommed you. <laughs> yeah. Yup. <laughs> but no, somebody. I I wish I could remember who said this, but somebody said that a a regular person like lives once and dies once, right? You live once, you die once, right? But but a gambler. A gambler lives and dies a million times because every t- uh, every time, like every time it's about to go, you're about to find out. Did you make it big? Did you lose all this money? Every time is a little is a little like a uh, microcosm of life and a death, right? And and so again, yeah. I, I I cannot understand the gambling mentality, but I find it interesting that it's there's addiction, yeah, too. addiction and some kind of like I don't know, just a just a thrill and a. a I, a, a, a level of existence of living that maybe you don't get from an everyday experience, everyday existence. Right. And I can't, I can't yeah. personally understand it, but I can like, I, I can kind of get what it might be like, you know? Yeah. If you didn't have a family, like <laughs> and you were a degenerate gambler, like it's, it almost seems like, like you could almost like romanticize that lifestyle and be like, wow, like that guy or a lady, whatever, like lives in an insane, 
weird way, right? And almost be like cool with it. Yeah, if it, if it doesn't it affect anybody, yeah, if it doesn't affect anybody besides you, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I remember my mom played the nickel slots once. I was really young, and she had this full cup of nickels, and she kept playing. I was like, "Mom, you gotta stop! You have so much money." <laughs> a cup of nickels. Did you see? I did there, not understand gambling. There was a, a video that was like viral on Twitter in the last day or two, but it's just a whole roll, uh, a whole row of like elderly people sitting at slot machines, and they're just like tap 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 tap, just like tapping on this. And it uh, and other people have said as much, but it reminds you of that. Like, was that experiment where like if you give a monkey a button where it like releases like uh, endorphins or whatever, like they'll just stop eating and just like push the button and starve to death. Serotonin. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Yeah. I bet there's, yeah, there's a science behind it. A a really gross science. It's probably very similar to what we're doing on our phones. Oh yeah. Being on our, yeah. Sure. Yeah. You know, in most casinos, they don't even have the, there's not even a token. It just, it, it makes the noise of change falling. Oh, really? Yeah. As you win, yeah. Sorry, I, didn't, I, I totally cut you off, Amber. My bad, man. <laughs> no, I didn't notice. It's fine. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Get that little Pavlovian. So <laughs> <laughs> um, how about misophonia? Because uh, Serial Mom did not like people chewing or... No. Oh, yeah. 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 Do you... I, so, you know what misophonia... It's phonia, right? I, Miso... I, I did not know until you just okay. said it. And from your context clues, I think I know now what it know. is now. <laughs> I think That's I just learned a... that from you. <laughs> How do you... What's, what's the word? <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's I, on the TV commercial. It's... You suffer from oh. mesothelioma. <laughs> mesothelioma? No, that's a kind of cancer. <laughs> no, Amber. What? Yeah. No, whatever the word is, I just learned it from you just now. So yeah, that was a cool word. What is it again? Misophonia. Misophonia. Okay. That makes sense. Fear of people chewing. It's uh, it sounds like yeah. Usually, it's chewing, like hearing someone chew. Like I uh, I know someone uh. I didn't know the word at the time and I was chewing gum and I was chewing with my mouth open and she like gave me dagger eyes, like stop, close your mouth or spit it out. Like, and I was like, whatever. And then I continued to do it. And like, she looked at me again, like, okay, I think you're going to kill me. I will spit this gum out. But it is like a condition where like it, those sounds are very heightened. Mm -hmm. So like, they're not being assholes. They're just in pain. Like, um, but at the time, I had no idea. I thought she was just being uh, really mean to me. Right. I thought you're it was like, about me. You're like, fuck you. <laughs> 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 no, I like, because she even she even takes the gum away from the cop. I love, she's like, there's yeah. no chew, we don't chew gum in this house. And she makes the cop spit it out. <laughs> yep. And he, and it's, it's that time period of like, you're right, ma'am. I yeah. need to be a gentleman. Like, yeah. it's yeah. not like that. <laughs> well, and I like, I love how like in that, it's not the opening scene, but that early scene where they're all at breakfast, it is like uh-huh. Susie homemaker, like perfect cookie cutter family. They're like, Oh golly gee, mom, you know? And then, yep. and then you just slowly start to see like the cracks in the, uh, you know, in the yeah. veneer or whatever. <laughs> right. Even the so, children aren't as like, ha- like happy, sunshiny. Mm-hmm. Right. I wonder if, if she hadn't married into that life, like where would be her, perfect fit oh she obviously that life 
do you think that light? No, I think she's just a psychopath. But <laughs> but a part of me was like, is this coming from her environment that she is tired of living in this cookie cutter world and it's it's cracking her? Right. She like she's been you repressed know? for so long. This is the only way. Yeah. It comes out in so these violent outbursts. Out. Like so, like, like we're. I was going to say, like, maybe maybe if she took up roller derby when she was, like, 18, <laughs> yeah. you know, maybe she would have been able to get that aggression out. Yeah. Right. Maybe that's it. Who is she, like, what would be her perfect match that would help cycle all that up? But then maybe it was fine. Maybe she's, yeah. Maybe Yeah, maybe she's just I'm, a sociopath, yeah. Because, like, Charles Manson's followers were these women, right? Mm-hmm. They were They were housewives? Oh, I, I don't know. I maybe they were just girl? hippies. They may... Or they were just hippies? Yeah. Maybe no, it's no, Ted no, Bundy. I know it sounds funny, but yeah, I think they were just like just some dirty yeah. hippies. Dirty hippies, yeah. <laughs> Doing lots of drugs. Maybe it's Ted think... Bundy. Was Ted Bundy the one that really attracted? Because he was so handsome. I don't know. I, yeah, have. the trapped yeah. housewife syndrome Yeah. makes you do crazy things. I feel like there's other movies that hit on that theme of like the woman left at home you know yeah oh yeah nepo baby olivia wilde that movie came out already what's that that it just came out Uh, i call her a nepo baby because she comes from nepotism (laughs) oh that's like that's that's like everyone in hollywood though (laughs) oh there's a lot of them that doesn't narrow it down there's olivia wilde's family coming to play oh god so her parents were like major journalists and producers and like she, as a child, Olivia Wilde, don't hunt me down. I know you love this podcast. Um, <laughs> she's an avid fan, Because um, yeah. she's a Nepo baby, you got to be careful. Yeah. Um, but she, as a young child, she was like, Mommy, Daddy, I want to be on SNL. And they're like, okay. And they got her on SNL. Like, she's in one of the episodes, just maybe as an extra, but she's a kid on us. So it's that kind of stuff where doors were opened for her. Right. Yeah. Because her parents had all of these connections. Yeah. Yeah. When I I find that I like, we've talked about this before. Like you find that so often with artists and musicians, uh, actors, music, and not that they're not talented. Right. But, but the thing is so many people are talented, but only a few people like have access to certain doors, right? So it's like, yeah, like you know, there are probably a a million people who could do what Olivia Wilde does, but a million people didn't have Olivia Wilde's parents. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. I think the big the big thing with Nepo Baby, the way like the younger <laughs> generations, because it's fascinating. I was hanging out with younger people at this. Um, residency i did and it was fascinating to hear how they're just you know the cancel culture they're like nope you're done and i think that's that's how they look at her is like uh the the movie is don't worry darling yeah which yeah with florence Pugh, um, right? yeah they it, yes yeah. love her she's great she yeah. did her best with a turd of a script but anyway <laughs> um <laughs> she so like yeah, they they have all these. I think the thing is like, if you're a nepo baby, make sure you're opening the door for others on yeah. the way. You know. Yeah. Um. And I don't know. Yeah, because like people, there were some some friends of mine were like, uh, you know, poor Olivia Wilde, but it's like she gonna be, be fine. Yeah. <laughs> she's she's got money connections, but like there there are other like, uh, 
people that are minorities who are directors and if somebody says something bad about them they're done yeah and they don't have that money to pull them out of the hole or whatever and it's like that's where i i yeah i don't like that but yeah but yeah like you were saying that's all all hollywood (laughs) right i feel like the younger generations are really like over hollywood which is fascinating i'm really curious to see where this goes because like i feel like independent films are maybe i hope have a better chance of getting more views because the independent films are the ones that are telling the stories that are more representative of the uh the the public you know um yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and yeah, I'm, I'm all about that if things go that way. And that's, and I think that's a, <laughs> I love that term Nepo babies. Uh, yeah. I heard that I but, but I heard, yeah, uh, I learned <laughs> yeah, so, somebody, <laughs> somebody recently said something like there's a, it's a lot more like morally righteous to hate somebody for being a billionaire than it is to like somebody for being a billionaire or defend them because they're a billionaire. And I feel like that could just, you could just apply that generally to, you know, anybody who comes from any kind of like money or anybody who's had that kind of privilege, I would always err on the side of fuck them (laughs) rather than, (laughs) rather than err on the side of like, Oh, we must defend them. You know, (laughs) Anderson Cooper is a sweetheart of a man <laughs> whose parents were the Vanderbilts, right? Or yeah, he's, really? I yeah, he's yeah, got, he's got yeah. some yeah, some God. connections, yeah. Yeah. But I bet he's opened doors for others, right? Maybe. He, yeah, he, he probably stabs people's wieners with like like hypodermic needles, like I don't know. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh yeah. Albert Fish okay. on the side. Yeah, I'm sure he's a dark side. He probably does. Come <laughs> out. Don't we all? Hold on. <laughs> uh <laughs> Yeah. Well, and, that, and that's not that's yeah. not to say that every Nepo baby is bad. No, I, and Nepo ba- the other cool thing is like the Nepo babies that are like, Yep, I'm a Nepo baby. I had a lot of things handed to me. I know this, you right. know. Yeah, if you can recognize it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah. I think so, that's really cool. But yeah, you're probably just going to be correct most of the time. More often than not, if you assume a Nepo baby is at least a little bit kind of a piece of shit, right? <laughs> just <laughs> yeah. you know. Not it's not going to be a hundred percent accurate, but you know more right. more than fifty percent probably. Right, right, probably science. Fucking science, What 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 tells you what eye color you're going to have? What's like the spundent squares or whatever? Oh oh, the I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I don't know the you name. Know, of them, demo yeah. squares. Yeah. <laughs> like her her, her great grandfather was Ray Kroc. But her mom, her great-grandmother right. was it. So, yeah, so she's she's got the recessive piece of shit gene, but that's right. been... She's, yeah. You know the lady that made spaghetti in a league of their own? That character, the lady that was based off of that was her grandmother. So when those two yeah. people come together... Right. Oh, my God. But, she, but then, you know, she's got, yeah, that recessive piece of shit gene. But then from her mom, she got a dominant... Uh, proletariat gene. So it's, it's, it, you know, so that's the, that's the, the phenotype. You you get the phenotypic effect of, of, uh, of a decent person. You isolated some of this conversation and you're saying <laughs> the piece of shit recessive gene sounds really bad. <laughs> yeah, wait, I might be, I might be like bordering into eugenics here. That's not, that's oh, not. No. <laughs> that's what kind of show it is tonight, ladies and gents. We're going to, <laughs> Tiptoe on some lines. <laughs> Get it back up. 
Why did I bring her up? I just think because she has a lot of money, but she didn't she, have any kids. Because she's so wonderful. She's like, she, she, yeah, she's she, perfect. Everybody she's so should be like Dolly. Yeah. She doesn't have any kids. I don't think so. no. She never had kids. Hmm. But that would be where maybe the nepo baby would step in. Right. Yeah. You know what? Yeah. Dolly Parton, kid. total sweetheart. If she had a kid. They'd probably be a piece of shit. It's probably why she didn't have a kid. <laughs> She's like, I don't want to bring a piece of shit into this world. She's like, I'll build a theme park. American, America's right. children can be my children. Yeah. That's right. She's... And we are. And we love her. <laughs> yeah. She, see, she's too good for this earth. She's too good to bring a piece of shit Nepo baby onto this world. <laughs> right. Yeah. So wait. So, as, wait okay. as, as you go down, as you go down the main roller coaster, she pushes her boobs together to take your picture. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you circled it back. That oh, was really, okay. that's really good. She's, on, she's yeah. She, she's on the bridge. For every ride that goes down, she's there she's like every day. pushing on her boobs. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> that was a great. I've been to that theme park. It's awesome. Oh, I, I want to go. I haven't. I would I love went, to go. I had one time. We all had because my wife. She works at a school too. We all had fall break off at the same time. Which is which is like the not popular time to go. It mm. wasn't summer, and it was great. There were like no, there was no one. There's hardly anybody there. We had like the whole theme park to ourselves. It was great. Awesome. That is awesome. Yeah. You know who isn't a nepo baby? Who? Kathleen Turner. She's not a nepo baby. Sure. I believe That's it. Right. She's salt no. of the earth. Yeah. Goddess. Her parents were quite conservative. I think her dad was in the church or something. Hmm. Some yeah, just very conservative family, and they were like, "Oh, you want to be an actor? That's like being a whore. You're right. not gonna be an actor." Yeah, yeah, basically. And then, yeah, so she had to, <laughs> she had to overcome obstacles, do it against her parents' will. Yes. Yeah. So, and she turns out she's a wonderful person. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. Now, she was in some amazing movies, like uh, Romancing the Stone. Romancing the Stone. Yeah. Yep, Romancing the Stone. She's in another one I haven't seen, but yeah, she worked with like Jack. Nicholson. Oh, she in one of these interviews she talks about how Hollywood men like Jack Nicholson and uh, uh, somebody else were they they treat. I don't. I'm sure it's still like this in some aspects, but it's getting better. But during her time, they treat women like her because she was a big kind of a sex symbol at the height of her career, mm-hmm. and so it was like, who's gonna get her? And it was, you know, Jack Nicholson was up to bat. Like, is he going to get Kathleen Turner? You know, and she knew this. It was uncomfortable, I'm right. sure. Like, you um, mean, I'm sorry, get her in real life or get her in the movie? Get her in real life. Get her in real life. Okay. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. Um, and like, she said she went to a dinner once and she was sitting next to Jack Nicholson and they were having a great time. And then she left. It was like a party. There were other people there. And like when she got home, she got a phone call from Jack Nicholson. He was like, I can't believe you did that. And she was like, what? You left. Well, yeah. He was like, but you're my date. It's like, I didn't know I was your date. <laughs> what is this? Weird. Yeah, just weird. Because, you know, the entitlement of Hollywood of like, but yeah. I'm Jack Nicholson. Of course you're mine. Right. That kind of stuff. Um, I don't know why I went off on that tangent. <laughs> Kathleen Turner, Nepo. Yeah, something connected there. Yeah. yeah, just that, you know, she doesn't come from nepotism, but she ain't going to take no bullshit. Right. That's very Kathleen Turner. <laughs> right. She's yeah. pretty hardcore. G- Jack Nicholson's lucky he didn't get stabbed in the fucking liver. That's right, <laughs> with a poker. That scene. 
Yeah. It's hilarious and uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> When Just because of the way she reacts, she's like, "Ew!" Yeah, she's like you trying did to pick it off. Bitch. Did yeah. you guys feel like anytime she murdered someone, it almost seemed like it played very much like a dream sequence, where like a character is fantasizing about murdering someone. Yeah, like that's yeah. why when she first hit the hit the guy with the car, I was like, "Oh, she it, it's gonna mm. smash cut to her sitting back in the car, just thinking about hitting the guy." Right. But it didn't. The whole movie was just like to the wall, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah, I dig that. I like that. Yeah. yeah. Thinking of all the murders now. Yeah. Oh, the death with the the lamb. The leg of lamb? The leg of, yeah. 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 So good. Yeah. And she like I pulled mean, fiction for a second, like, like in the, you know, like the, uh, <laughs> like, <laughs> like Bruce, the shop Bruse Willis selecting. For different implements. Right. Bef- before like he settles on. And- oh, yeah. <laughs> Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, yeah like she, she had that moment where she's like, the knife isn't enough. And no, no. Crazier. Yeah. <laughs> why would she, why did she choose the lamb? I think it's because they, they just they did a weird thing with food, much like your your friend who had the weird chewing thing. There were scenes where like they're eating like a whole chicken. Oh, oh, like, the chicken, like, the just chicken to show scene. like why these people must be destroyed. Yeah. Well, and and she Maybe. loved she loved birds, she loved birds, right? Oh, that's right. You too. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I almost think there's, like, some kind of poetic justice in it for her, you know, like, killing her with the leg of lamb. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's probably that's very true. But I, and this Annie. That was another thing, oh, watching yeah. watching that as a kid, because I knew Annie. I was a big musical nerd, mm-hmm. and so, like, I felt really wrong watching that scene. We're like, because she's like, tomorrow. She's, like, singing with it, like, every other word she says it. And, yeah. Yeah. It's so like, good. Couple. It's so good. <laughs> Yeah, and well, then she the rewind part is classic. I'm yeah. sure Blockbuster loved that <laughs> moment. Like, rewind. We, we've had a ten yeah. percent bump in videos being rewound. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Serial Mom. Yeah. No, I like to think that the theme of this movie is that you're you didn't know your parents were cool. <laughs> like even though if you look on the yes. surface, the, like as a kid. I think I thought of all the adults in this movie as like a like squares, mm-hmm. you know. They they didn't look, but like they were doing like cool stuff. Whether it was like drinking beer at ten thirty in the morning, watching Joan Rivers. Joan Rivers is fucking cool as hell. Yes, like, yes. Like, like you know, it's like subversive and funny. Like doing all these things, like 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 Kathleen Turner's like seducing her husband in this like cool way. Where I'm like, yeah, like that would be awesome, you know. <laughs> like, like, like parents were doing awesome stuff, but like on the surface looked very, like, looked very, I don't know, just plain and right. normal. Yeah, huh. that's so that's true. Maybe that's why we liked it as a kid. Maybe because it was like we were getting a a, a sneak peek into something. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. What it's like as an adult. <laughs> well, yeah. The another thing, I don't want to, because again, I I did not have enough time to like dig into this movie the way I wanted, because I had to actually do my job today. But, uh, but one thing, it seems like because so many characters in this movie seem like a terrible person, or at least they make bad decisions. Like her son, played by Matthew Lillard, right, and his girlfriend Mm -hmm. Bernie. Like when Kathleen Turner, what is it when she escapes from the courthouse or what? Like they take, they like help her escape. And they like try to hide her in the movie. Uh, yeah. uh, uh, yes. The, the place they work. 
And on one hand, you're like, okay, he's her mom. Like, I get it. He wants to help her. But on the other hand, you're like, no, your mom's a murderer. That's a terrible, you know, but. But he also wanted to capitalize on her, too. That, well, that's so that's the point I was getting to. He wanted to capitalize yeah. on her. And the, the and especially the scene where, who was it? Carl was the guy who stood up Ricky Lake and was that who got his liver stabbed oh, with the yes. poker. Right. Because yep. there's that scene at the end where his brother like punches Matthew Lillard. And Matthew Lillard's like, oh, well, have you like signed off your movie rights or your book rights? And he's like, oh, hey. So I also, and I wish I had more time to think about this, but I feel like John Walt Waters is saying something about how how corruptible we are as people yeah. and decent human beings in the face of like maybe a little bit of fame or a little bit of notoriety or some. And, and I wish I had something smarter to say about this, but I feel like that's there. You know what I mean? No, yeah, because at the beginning of the movie, Matthew Lillard wouldn't have helped his mom. It wasn't yes. until he saw this fame. Yeah, I can see that. Yes. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Ricky Lake is weird. R- Ricky, Ricky Lake, Ricky she's Lake, so good in this movie. She was in a ton of shit, and I looked her up on IMDb a little bit. Mm-hmm. And um, she like a, she's worked like from before then. I think was like the movie Crybaby. Yeah, that's uh-huh. another. She actually had letters. a lot of the characters from Crybaby yep. in this movie. Yeah. Cry- and she she yep. was in Hairspray too, which was another John Waters that's thing. Right. Yeah, yep. and she's worked a little bit here and there, all, like until until recently. There's some other thing that she's still got coming out. Mm-hmm. But remember, she had like the TV show. That's yes, that's Ricky what I knew Lake. her from. Yeah, the Ricky Lake show. Yeah. 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 I remember as a kid seeing her in these movies and being like, "Huh." I guess so. <laughs> I, I, I guess you could be here. Sure. <laughs> wait, wait. Why did you think she would not be there? I'm curious. Because she's Ricky Lake show. Like, I just saw her oh, as a talk show Oh, if you only host. know her from... Okay, I got you. Yeah. If you only know her from yeah, the show, yeah. And then when I saw her in a movie, I was like, I guess she's... Yeah, she's being a character now. <laughs> she's also an actress. Okay, I, I get that. I think I had that same reaction a little bit, too, yeah. <laughs> is she a Nepo baby? <laughs> <laughs> now I gotta know. <laughs> <laughs> have y'all seen Crybaby? Oh yeah. I don't think I oh, have. I you? No, I don't think. Yeah, I love it. It's pretty funny, and it, it's it's got a young Johnny Depp. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As like a fifties kid. Yeah, yeah. it's great. Like a motorcycle and like a black leather jacket. Yeah. Yeah, you, you know, yeah, I, it's I, almost like the cool version of Grease. I remember loving <laughs> that movie way yes. more than Grease as a kid because huh. Grease is just. <sighs> You have to change yourself because that's what it is. That it's the opposite of grease. You don't have to change yourself for somebody. Mm, That's right. It's where the greasers are the winners. They're the winners, yeah. But then the girl. I guess it's not. It's in Greece too. Did I say that wrong? This the grease. Yeah. Well, it's it's all about how the the squares. Yeah. I I know. At the end of Greece, she wins him over. Sandy wins wins him over and they're like flying in the fucking car where it's like who put the pop put the pop put the pop and they go from like the greaser music to like it's soda pop but she changes herself for him too right yeah she She wears the leather outfit yeah she she turns into a greaser yeah but But why drive away flying in a car no song happening that's pretty weird and lame Crybaby is more accurate. Crybaby is like the dirty grease version because, like, Ricky Lake's character has a baby in the back of a car as they're drag racing. That's one scene. It's just ridiculous. I mean, it's John Waters. 
There's a lady named Hatchet Face. Hatchet Face, yeah. <laughs> right, I gotta see that. I gotta watch rough. that movie. I gotta check it. <laughs> She's a little rough around the edges. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, you should watch it with your kids, Corey. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, yeah. They may have some questions, but I think they'll enjoy it. <laughs> That's good. That's that's the best kind of movie. <laughs> yeah. But I yeah, so John Waters like I still haven't seen uh what is the flame flamingos? Pink flamingos. Pink flamingos? Is mm-hmm. that what it's called? Yeah. Yeah. Uh have y'all seen that? I have I I was about to say I think John Waters is a huge blind spot for me cuz I know who he is. I know what he's done. But I th- I think Serial Mom is the only John Waters movie I may have actually seen. Oh. oh, interesting enough, John Waters, Sam Watterson, okay. and yes. Ricky Lake. Whoa! Bodies of water. <laughs> what does that mean? No. You know what? That reminds me of, did you ever, have we talked about this, Brent, how at uh, Comedy Sports Indianapolis, there was Ed Trout, Tracy Herring, uh, there was a Chelsea Gill. Uh, McGill, yeah. No, Allie McGill. Ailey McGill, yeah. There, Ailey McGill. There, Sorry, there, Ailey. <laughs> but there were like five or six, I don't know, there were a bunch of like water, fish-related names all at Comedy yeah. Sports. I don't know. Yeah. That's cool. <laughs> that sounds wet. That sounds really <laughs> wet. wet and wild. Wet and wild Comedy wet Sports. Wet and wild. <laughs> uh, well, there was one, one last thing I want to address and then I want to ask you guys about. Um, <clears throat> so, juror number eight uh, w- with the white yes. shoes was played by Patty Hearst, who I I like. I had a general idea of who Patty Hearst was, but that was the, this is the one thing I did read about after watching this movie. So she's the granddaughter, I think, of William Randolph Hearst, and she was kidnapped by a left wing radical like terrorist organization, maybe funded by the CIA. Uh, but they called themselves the Symbionese Liberation Army. Some wild shit. So she got kidnapped, ended up becoming a member, brainwashed, uh, they later decided, when she was exonerated, I think by President Clinton. Uh, but she, like, became a member, helped them, like, rob a bank and shit, held people at gunpoint, and, like, did some wild shit. Uh, later went to jail, later got released, later was exonerated, and ultimately ended up in this movie as juror number eight, uh, which I thought was interesting. So that makes so when she says on the phone, "We we got her out, we set her free," that puts a whole new yeah that's twist ex- on that. That's exactly what I was thinking because she was like, "I knew she was innocent the whole time." That that actually Amber, that yeah. I wanted to talk to to address that. So she was like, "Oh, we got her off. She was innocent the whole time." And then she gets murdered by Serial Mom. I was almost like, wait, is that Patty Hearst admitting that she was actually like a member of that group the whole time and wasn't actually innocent? I don't know. Maybe I'm reading too much into it. But <laughs> like she is like Patty Hearst is Serial Mom. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. John Waters, what were you thinking? <laughs> I think at the end of the day, John Waters like, you guys are thinking too much. Yeah, <laughs> probably. Like, I was just fucking around, guys. Yeah. He's like, look, I just drew my mustache on with a little pencil. I don't give a shit, you know? <laughs> um, but yeah, the whole, and then the gag with the don't wear white after Labor Day. Yeah. What does she say? But style has changed. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. And then she whacks her. 
Yeah. That's the thing. A couple of those things, like, I know it's I know it's a comedy movie, of course, but some of the murders didn't seem like the person would actually die from it. <laughs> yeah, a right. Guy a couple times the car. Yeah, that that's, that makes sense. The air conditioner, the way it hit, it looked a little soft, right? Like I, I think I think an air conditioner would kill you if it landed on you, but like your head would be bashed in. You would look more dead than that guy looked, yeah. right? Maybe. Yeah. Oh yeah, you could probably stab someone in the stomach and they live. Oh yeah. If they get to the hospital on time. That's true. Mm-hmm. And then like a leg of lamb is kind of is probably kind of spongy depending on like your cook time and temperature. See, that's why she over she she overcooked it. That was her sin that resulted in her death. Was she over? Kathleen Turner recognized that immediately. <laughs> that's, that's why. That's why she grabbed. This is she your was, punishment. She was like this this overcooked lamb. I'm gonna fucking beat you with it. Yeah. Oh my <laughs> god. I I need to watch the behind the scenes because I wonder if some of this stuff is. Uh, if John Waters talks about this, uh, he probably doesn't. I feel like John Waters is, likes to be mysterious about all of his movies. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, it's the John Waters movie. <laughs> well, do you guys um, have anything anything else about the movie you want to talk about before we get into head cannons? And there's, I feel like there's a lot of stuff in this movie we have not yet talked about, but I've got one more thing. Yeah, I thought so. I don't know if it's <laughs> if it's that interesting, but but the whole idea of the movie is to be like a crime drama. Mm-hmm. Right, and, and but like I, what I found, what I was laughing at at times was the were the timestamps. Yeah, because yeah. They, they were just like they, they were just like arbitrary. In oh, a way. Like, were they? I wasn't really paying was, attention. Yeah, there, there there was one that was like two forty seven p.m. You know, and it and it was like when the there was like a random like heavy metal show happening. Right. Okay. Oh, <laughs> camel toes. The camel, the camel toes, or no, the camel, camel lips, camel lips, yeah. Camel lips, that's what they were called? Yeah, oddly yeah. enough, yeah. Oh, okay. Which you would think camel toe would make more sense, I agree, but yeah. <laughs> but, which I guess they're an actual band uh, called yeah. L- uh, L7. Yeah. Oh, okay. But they're and not that was called hilarious. camel lips. They're not called camel <laughs> lips, but it, it's a real band playing a fake band, yeah. Got it, got it. Yeah. <laughs> and that whole scene was really strange in that suddenly now everyone's caught up in this like serial mom thing like they've coined the phrase serial mom at this point in the movie right so like a guy is like hurt like really bad and and they're like and and camel lips the lead singer is like chugging liquor and then like spitting it on someone like causing him to engulf in even more flame yeah which is and i think that that goes along with what i was i i think there's a deeper theme of this movie where like violence and death like become spectacle and you become numb to and the crowd is like cheering on the death like the death of this guy as he's burning in front of them you know yeah. right it's like when you drive and you want to see like like a car accident or something like, right yeah or when there is a car accident you sl- everyone slows down yeah yeah the rubbernecking yeah um well, and I wonder if that was just a callback to like you know Oz, uh, Ozzy Osbourne who bit the head off of a bat, right? It's, you know, it's like and everybody loves it, but it's like this you murdered a bat, right? For, for you to cheer, right? But there's yeah, what is that about the human, the human psyche? And I mean, I despise rubbernecking yeah. because of what it does to traffic, and usually the accident, especially. Around here, it's not that bad, but everybody wants to slow down just in case there might be some brains. I right. don't know, like what? 
Right. I don't know. What would you do if you saw that? Like, it would, it would traumatize you. Right. But what is it? What is going on in our brains that that makes us like crave it though? Yeah, that yeah. curiosity. Even though I hate rubbernecking, I have to admit there are times when, like, <laughs> yes, I'm going faster than everyone, but I am looking, and then, <laughs> I, and then I really hit the pedal. Which, <laughs> which is arguably more like, dangerous. It doesn't happen as as often, or as that it's also it's also shielded from us in, in this society. In that one time, I was driving past an intersection of Bloomington. And a, a, a dump truck had run over a kid on a bike. Like, oh, not a kid. <gasps> Sorry, that makes it more morbid. Uh, 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 like a, a early 20s person, let's call it, on a bike. Oh, a, co- a college so student? Fuck them. Was, That's all right. <laughs> I, I, I rolled in a little bit after it had happened. And paramedics were holding, like four pa- paramedics were holding up giant white sheets, like bed sheets. <sighs> Oh, Jesus. To block it. So, like, who knows what was on the side of that? So, it makes me think, like, do, like, people, like, in, I don't know, like, Kuwait or, like, someplace that's, like, heavily bombed and, like, terrorized every day, like, to walk They're down the street, you must see, like, like some dead person who's right. just been there well, for, like, a day. Yeah. And maybe there's something to that, like, especially in a society where you're so shielded and, like, death is kind of hidden from you. And, like, how many people have even, like, watched somebody die? You know, like, right. And, and, and when somebody does die, you go to their funeral or whatever. And if, if they're not like cremated or something, you get like a very like dolled up, dressed up, like, you know, that makeup and like, it doesn't even look like death. And uh, yeah, I think there might be. Yeah, my dad looked like Kathleen Turner. Right. (laughs) Yeah. And and in the, in the Kathleen Turner voice, he was like, I get knocked down, but I get up again, you know? (laughs) Is my dad outside? Was that my dad? <laughs> but uh, but but no, I think I think there might be something because eventually, inevitably, we will all face some form of uh horror, um, death at least, right? The best we can hope for is some kind of like maybe a peaceful death in your bed. Um, yeah. Yeah, no. But but we're not all good. We're not. <laughs> I feel like that never happens. That's the thing. Like we're we're gonna get that <laughs> at best. Something else, uh, more probably, right? So I think there may be some kind of inherent curiosity. Like, I know at some point I'm going to experience this thing or something oh. like this, but I've never really even seen this thing. I don't really know. It's hard to understand this thing that I know is going to happen to me at some so point. So as humans, we look for data based on what other humans experience as well. Maybe. So that's why we want to look. Maybe. Yeah. What's the, how did? What's their experience? Do they look unhappy? <laughs> yeah. Are, yeah. Are, are they liking this? How? Yeah. How was that terrible car accident? How are you feeling? <laughs> well, it I looks think, sad. I don't think I want that to happen to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think Guillermo del Toro talks about this because Pan's Labyrinth. There's a lot of gruesome violence. Oh yeah. In that. When when that guy gets his his nose caved in. That oh, that image, eyeball. dude. That image. It's like is, the reason I can't. Yeah. Watch it again. That image is always with me. Yeah. And it's based on just like uh, just uncaring, you know, uncaring about life kind of yeah. things. It's so yeah. it's so cold. It's so callous. Yeah. But he, yeah, that is awful. I think he's been interviewed, or I read, I read an interview or something where he talks about in in the. Because where is, where is he from? Guillermo del Toro? Me- Me- Mexico. South America? Mexico. He's from Mexico. Okay, so he's talking about uh, that culture 
of, of gore and blood and stuff, it's like in the culture. It's so they, it's not a big deal. Mm-hmm. He's talked about how like Americans make it a big deal when really in like his culture and other cultures, that stuff is not a big deal because death is, is I guess everywhere or it right. is more accessible within the culture. It's more yeah. accessible. So like seeing that stuff in a movie, it's not, it's not, <gasps> it's like, yep. Right. <laughs> you yeah. Know? Cause yeah, for, for our day to day, like our, like, yeah, it's just very sanitized. It's not like I've only ever witnessed one person actually pass away. And that was in a very sanitary, like hospice setting. Like, uh, you know, it was, it was pretty, I don't know. Surreal. You want to tell Amber the story? Do I, yeah, I can tell you the story. I just, it's I actually just told one, somebody this the other day. Here before, but Amber might like it. I'm, I'm, I want to know her reaction. I might, I might okay. cut it out. That person, like, I want to shop. Yeah. Okay. I, I might ready. cut it. Out. I might cut it out of the actual episode, but I'll tell you, Amber. Um, okay. So when I went, I uh, was working in Indianapolis. I went down to Bloomington because my grandma was in hospice and she wasn't doing very well. Right. So I was supposed to go see her the next day. But when I got off work, I decided to just drive down that and just like immediately go down and see her. Right. And, uh, she passed away within 15 minutes of my being there. Like I, I wasn't even there 15 minutes before she, before she died. Um, but my, uh, my aunt was also there. My aunt and my cousins were there. And my aunt is a very like, kind of like take charge type of person. Like, um, uh, I don't know, you know, you know, that the type of personality, but so, yeah. We're sitting. In a crisis wants to like make sure everyone's feeling the appropriate ways that she wants them to feel, kind of thing. Oh, right, right, right. Okay. Um, so my my grandma's breathing gets like more and more labored, right? And we're all sitting there next to her. I'm holding her hand, and she uh, it eventually gets to the point where she's like, <gasps> and she finally like like she lets out and she exhales, and my aunt goes. That's it. She's gone now. There, she's there. She's passed on. <gasps> she takes takes one more big breath, and my aunt. We wait a second, and my aunt goes, "Okay, that's it. She's in heaven now. Now she's in heaven with Jesus." <gasps> and it was simultaneously uh, the worst moment of my entire fucking life, and also. One of the most hilarious things I've actually been a part of at the same time. Uh, That's so. like John Waters directed your grandma's death. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. Wow. So and that that went on for a number of breaths. Yeah. <laughs> Did somebody finally just say "shut up"? Like, I, you know, you it's know. a situation where you don't want to, you know. But yeah, I'm, I'm like, yeah, you know yeah, what? Yeah. She'll she'll whatever. It'll be the last breath when it's the last. We don't well, need to no. announce it. We don't need to officiate her, you know, like. Oh, my God. <laughs> was your grandma the type of person that would want to, like, really fuck with her? <laughs> I could. Mm, maybe. I could see that. Yeah. I could see that. Yeah. Like, you're not taking this moment. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. I'll take my last breath when I'm damn good. You know what? Yeah. If my grandma yeah. was anything, she was stubborn. So, yeah. Yes. I love that. Oh my god. Yeah, as far as deaths, I there's one death where still to this day I wish I had seen it was an open casket and I wish I had I had looked in the casket. Because there's something about that as humans where 
like seeing because we used to mourn the body in our homes yeah like you used to be in the house and it was like okay now yep they're gone i've moved on bury the body but yeah i there's something about that where i wish i because i'm like i know he's gone Mm -hmm. but like there's i wish i had seen him seen him dead there's something like incomplete for me yeah no i've 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 heard that yeah it's it's that it's it's if unless you see somebody's body or you see it's it's hard to imagine like you know oh this person is still there like i could still call them they're still like living there you know especially if it's somebody you're not around every day or whatever like yeah um it's easy to think like oh they're still right they're still there you know right unless you actually like see them you know yeah, it's a death. Yeah, death is fascinating, and I and it is strange how in our in in our country with our melting pot of different cultures, but then we have this overall culture created because of the the government that we live in and whatever. Uh, we're all being manipulated, <laughs> but uh, that we're conditioned to like f- fear death. Yeah, because like we don't. A lot of people don't celebrate like funerals are weird. Some people are like, no, I want you to have a party. But like most people are like, no, we have to be sad. It's yeah. like, why are we celebrating their life? You know, unless it was like a sudden death and it's a very big shock to the system. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I think, it's, I think it's really fascinating how we process death these days because we didn't used to like, why did it change so dramatically? Yeah. Like, why? Yeah. I've, I've heard people talk about this and there is like, because I love anthropology, like why do humans do the things we do, and or why don't we do those things anymore? And I think it's yeah, it's a disservice to some extent. Well, to... and and I do think there was like up until very recently with modern medicine and stuff, like not that death wasn't mourned, not that the loss of a loved one was was lessened, right? But mm-hmm. I mean, people, you would have eight to ten kids, and you would know. That probably like three or four of them weren't going to make it into adulthood. You know what I mean? Like, right. N- not, not very long ago, people around you dying, uh, including your children, like, inc- like it wasn't uncommon. Like it wasn't an uncommon thing. And now that it's become like, we have this great healthcare we have. Well, <laughs> you know, and <laughs> It's some of us depending on what country you're in, you know, but even even in the United States, better than it was, whatever, a couple hundred years ago. Um, But, yeah, it's become this like weird, distant, even though it's like the one fact of life we will all experience. It's also become this like weird uh, sanitary, like, I don't know, not like an unreal thing. It's like the most real thing. But it's also like this weird unreal thing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't know if that makes any sense. It's I like how, that it's the most real thing. Yeah. Yeah. Why don't children have free health care? <laughs> yeah. I thought you were going to go. I thought you were like, why don't more children die now? <laughs> No, I don't know. That's a great question. I think everyone should have free health care. I don't know. Me too. Me too. Yeah. But I have health insurance, so like, I guess you know, whatever. But, but like, I think like all like you should be covered until you're at least eighteen, right? And then, at least children. I think yeah. at the bare minimum, if you're going to be a dick about it, pharmaceutical companies, like you know, like like why can't all medicine, all 
care be given to children until they're adults? Is it, I guess it, you, kids only get care if their parents have insurance? Because what was the, no, cause so there was a, ne- a law ne- passed. Nepo babies. That's what yeah, the Nepo babies. <laughs> but like, I remember when, because now it's like uh, kids can have health care until they're 21. But when we were, when our generation, we lost our health care, our insurance at 18. I had it later because I was under, my parents were able to carry me until I was about 21 or 22. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, then I think the university also. So maybe it was even, maybe it's 25. Maybe it was extended. To I was, so I was, yeah, I, I guess I that was my just. kids under my health insurance or, or Kara does. I'm on yeah. separate, but that doesn't matter. But like, we have to carry them. Yeah. I'm just mm-hmm. surprised at that. I don't know. It just seems like. Huh. Yeah. No, that is surprising. It's, it seems immoral. Right. Yeah. yeah. The whole yeah. I'm of the opinion that a for profit healthcare system at all is immoral, so <laughs> Hey, did you guys know did you guys know that wait, I've got a question for you guys. Yeah. Did you ever do this? Did you ever like let's say you wake up in the morning and you get undressed from your pajamas? Do you ever fold them up neatly and put them under your pillow? <gasps> I tried that. What? No. People what? used to do that. What? I, I I used to try to do that because I because I knew someone that did it. Because one time I was I was at her house and I looked under a pillow and her pajamas were under there. I was like, oh, this used to be a thing. Like back in the day, people would put their PJs under their pillow. What? I should try to do that instead of throwing them on the floor. I I have never heard of this. Where, really? Who, yeah. Who's doing this? Is it the Dutch? Is it a Dutch thing? <laughs> well, I asked my classroom this and some of the, a couple older ladies, like they were like, we did that as a kid when we were kids. Huh. Their parents yeah. made them do that. Interesting. It was just that was part of your making your bed routine was you put your, your, pull your pajamas up, put them under the pillow, and they're ready to go for the next evening. Yeah. Huh. It makes sense. Yeah. I've but never who heard makes of that. their That's bed? Yeah. Raise your hand if you make your bed every day. You, okay. you know what? You want to know something weird? My wife makes her side of the bed. Ah! <laughs> no. <laughs> and my side is messed up. And so, like, it forces me to make my side of the bed. But, like, uh, like unspoken, she didn't, like, get on to me about it or anything. Right. Never yeah, has. Yeah, yeah. The woman's a saint. I love this lady. <laughs> yeah. But, like, she makes her side so neat. And then mine is, like, messed up. <laughs> I think it's funny. <laughs> it looks <laughs> like, it looks like, like, Two Face, the Batman villain. <laughs> it's like... Yeah, that's right. That's what our bed looks like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Opposite. Yeah, we don't make our bed either. Yeah, no. <laughs> But, uh, Corey, you don't make your bed. What's that? You don't make your bed, Corey. I do not. My my wife will make the bed. She's a big fan of that. Um, She'll make the whole bed. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, wives are freaking cool. Yeah. I'm I don't, gonna be a wife. I don't, <laughs> yeah. That's weird. Yeah, I yeah. got. I guess the last time I talked to y'all, I don't think I was engaged yet. Okay. Maybe I was. Congratulations. Been, Congratulations. When is I've been when's with that? this guy for? It's been nine years. So. Oh, nice. Yeah. When's yeah. when's that going down? Uh, October seventh of twenty twenty three. Oh, so you got some time. You got some time to plan. Yeah, nice. yeah, for sure. <laughs> we were just gonna go to the courthouse, and then we were like, "All right, if we can find like a place where it's like a really nice backyard garden type deal." Yeah. And then we found it. Like, fuck. Okay, we'll put the money into it. <laughs> just hang out with people that we really love, and it'll be good. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did y'all have good wedding? Big weddings. Spend a lot of money. 
I, I, we ca- we did a little bit, yeah, because we we were like, well, we waited because we were together for a while. We had already had two kids, and we were like, uh, okay, we were like, if we're going, because we really didn't see a reason to like put it on paper, right? Um, mm-hmm. but we were like, if we're gonna do it, we're gonna fucking do it. Um, yeah. So we yeah. rent- we rented this place yeah. in Indianapolis called Avon Gardens, uh, oh. which is well just outside of Indianapolis in Avon. Uh, but it's it's like this big gorgeous venue. Um, yeah. and, uh, yeah, we had, I mean, it wasn't a huge thing, but it wasn't a small thing. So. Right. It was awesome. How was it, Brent? It was good. My wife was like almost about to pop a baby out. Oh, no. <laughs> I got in trouble that night actually for drinking. What? Oh, at my <laughs> wedding? Yeah. yeah. Um, cause she was like, I could just have this baby anytime you've had drinks. I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm having fun. <laughs> and, There's but, somebody sober here. I'm it's sure. <laughs> It's oh, you know, actually, I was going to say, I got to be Corey's best man. Yeah. Brent, Brent was my <sighs> best man. And, and I think my first child might have been conceived after Brent's wedding, actually. Gross. Awesome. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> at, at, the, at, at the four winds? Yes. No, nice. later, later than that. <laughs> later on, <laughs> later in the evening. Right. No, yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. I think okay. I think we went back home. I think you went back home. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Nice. Yeah. Good for you. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, <laughs> yeah, I got to do a good bit. I got to do a good bit at Corey's uh, wedding yeah. when I did my best man speech. <laughs> I made I, I made him. This isn't that funny now. I think about it. Was it funny? I don't know. I'll cut it out if not. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like, um, <laughs> well, Corey's dad is deaf, right? And so I wanted to include him in my speech so that like, you know, he would understand. So I had Corey get up and sign what I was saying. This is, this is, I, I think about it. This is a terrible thing I did. I, I thought this it was, was really bad. Get it off your chest. Yeah, it's going to be cut That's out. Perfect. Okay. But like I had, I had Corey sign that like, like I'm a little girl. Like I like, it's like horrible, like self deprecating things yeah, about he, himself. He just had me sign weird dad. things to my father. This is bad. I did. Oh man, Amber. I feel like the last time you were on, I had like, I, I had thoughts like that were dark that I did. I don't know. You bring it I out bring of me, darkness I out. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, that reminds me. So the washing well one show. Have I talked to you all about this? I don't. Think I won't so. go on a tangent. Yeah. Uh, so Renaissance fairs. There's a washing well one show, and it's. Uh, good clean fun they bring men on stage and they embarrass them okay uh and oh my god i just lost my train of thought you were talking about oh sign language there it is um so sometimes there'll be interpreters there and one of the fun things that the wenches do is they'll have the interpreters like sign silly things like fart poop right. you know just to make and so they have this yeah have all the sign language and but so yeah, you're reminding me of that. I mean, I'm sure Corey's dad found it hilarious. Yeah. Or maybe he it didn't get to. it. Uh, no, I think. <laughs> now that I've learned more about their culture, like <laughs> he probably. Oh, did. you're like, uh oh. <laughs> 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 I didn't know your dad was deaf, Corey. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. And your He's... mom? Uh, she is not deaf. No, just my dad. Oh. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. You're a coda. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, yes, I am. That's true. Half oh yeah, that's right. You see that movie? I haven't yet. I haven't. No, <gasps> it's that's great. I've heard it's good. Yeah, so great. Next week we're covering 2022's Barbarian. 
So be sure to check that out. And as always, you can follow us on social media on Facebook at Danger Explosion Presents Headcanon, on Instagram at Headcanon Pod, on Twitter at Horror Movie Pod, and you can always follow the subreddit r slash horror movie pod. Well, do you guys, uh, I think we're, I feel yeah. like we're running against time here. Do you have anything else you want yeah. to discuss before we get into the head cannon portion of the show? No. No? All right. Do you guys have one you want to do or you want me to go first? Doesn't matter to me. I'll go. I can go. I'll go. You go. Okay. So okay. my head cannon is that this all goes down, right? And she's found innocent but then she murders the woman <laughs> she murders patty hurst so obviously she's going to get rearrested and go to jail right so after this shit is so hard for the family that they have to move right and they move to oh i forget the name of the town woodsboro hillsboro yeah whatever it is whatever the movie or the uh, the, the the town is called so they move there they go into witness protection and they, like, get new lives, new names, new identities, all this shit, right? But yep. the son, Matthew Lillard's character, his brain is fucking twisted. Uh, Brent, did I take your – I think Brent's messaging no. I think I'm taking – I'm taking Brent's headcanon. Uh, it's okay because I, I got I, I to I, – I know what you're going to say, but I've got, I've got a hook at the end out. Okay. I hope you haven't stolen too. Okay. Go no. Ahead. So, so Matthew Lillard, uh, he moves to this town. He meets this other guy who's also kind of twisted, and they go on this murder spree. Um, and uh, it's basically the movie Scream, right? They get the ghost face mask. They kill. So, so in my mind, Scream is a sequel to Serial Mom. It's what happens to Matthew Lillard after Dang. Serial Mom. And then, so Matthew, Matthew, and then I'll continue. I'll, I'll continue our head, our collective head again. <laughs> Fast forward to the party in, in the Scream movie. Matthew Lillard's been stabbed. And oh, Cindy yeah. says something to him. Cindy says something to him and Matthew Lillard goes, my mom's going to be so proud of me. Oh, he says going to be so mad at me. But he's proud of I love it. I love it. That's perfect. Yeah. Or or it could be mad at me because he got stabbed, right? Yeah. Okay, that's true. I love it. You're right. I love that line, too. He's going to be so mad at me. <laughs> so amber before yeah. before we end the show <laughs> is, do you have any uh anything you want to plug anything you want to point people to we talked about your podcast a little bit earlier but refresh people remind people where can they find your things yeah you can find um these really fun audio stories and uh, star stuff stories it's on apple podcast and spotify and that's star stuff star stuff stories. star stuff star stories. stuff stories i love it did i make a mistake calling it that no no I just... okay I, I think about it a lot <laughs> i just wanted to make sure it was it was it, it, i understood what it was yeah yeah star stuff stories star stuff stories love it, Say it three times fast <laughs> star stuff stories star stuff stories <laughs> yay and yeah that's about it i awesome. think yeah yeah awesome. Cool. Well, How's everybody you. feel on a scale of one to ten right now? Uh, cl- I'm n- I think nine, at least a nine. Yeah, oh, nine. even even better than before. Not I'm well, nine, nine. Is still young. I'm gonna go nine too. Yeah. Yeah, nine. Nine is fine. Yeah. Well, you guys help me out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah nine is awesome. fine. Nine. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, Amber, thank you again for coming on the show. Thank you for bringing this movie. It was a lot of fun to revisit it. I had not watched yeah. this movie in probably twenty years or more. So. Yeah, ditto. Um, I yeah. think I want to own it, like on DVD. Yeah. People still do that. 
they still do that, guys. I do. I do sometimes, yeah. And they slide it under their pillow before they go. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, when they wake up in the morning. (laughs) Awesome. Well, thank you again, Amber. Thank you, everyone at home, for listening. This has been Head Cannon. (laughs) Oh, <laughs> <laughs>